0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike podcast. That's a.k.a. Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we
1: talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile.
0: Well, hey there, AP. How's it going? Oh, it's fantastic. It's a beautiful day in uh, the BE cycling world today.
1: Oh, very good. And uh, we should probably just get right into our interview today. Enough with the small talk, or we haven't had any small talk, but let's just get right into it because
0: we have not one, but two guests on the show today. That's right, listeners. If you remember back a couple of, oh, geez, I hate to say months ago, but weeks ago, we had talked to Jason Caroline about right the Rockies as sort of a recap, but we had been wanting to have Sabre Nagel on the line because She's the director of Ride the Rockies. She knows what's going on. She knows the business, and she's just been so crazy busy that we hadn't had a chance to get her on the line yet. So here we are, back yeah. with Sabra.
1: And also with us is Anne Lowry, who is the director of the cycling division for Ventures Endurance. Hey, Anne.
0: Hi. Well, welcome, you too. i I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today, and let's get talking about Ride the Rockies. Yeah, so I do have a quick question
1: right off the bat. Like, what's the connection between RAGBRAI and Ride the Rockies? Because, I mean, I already know the answer to this, but I wanted listeners to understand.
2: Uh, I'll take that one. So uh, the connection is we are all a part of the same organization. So we fall under Ventures Endurance, which is a division of Gannett. Um, and so there is some crossover in staff that works on all of our cycling events. Um, and then there's dedicated staff like Sabra, who's mainly focused on Ride the Rockies and making sure that experience is great for our riders um, and our partners. But we are one team, one cycling division team that works together to create those experiences, whether it's Ride the Rockies or RAGBRAI or Tour of the Bat and Kill. Um, and then obviously this weekend in Iowa, we are doing the Great Iowa Fall Ride. So it's a it's a group of really dedicated team members that are looking at all of these events and and putting together experiences. But so there's some crossover in staff and then some dedicated staff, um, depending on where you live and what your focus is.
1: Sure. And I think it makes it pretty clear where Ride the Rockies is located because it's in the name, but Sabra, do you want to tell us a little bit about
3: Ride the Rockies? Like what is it? So Ride the Rockies is, um, it was started, what is it, 37 years ago um, oh, wow. uh, here in Colorado by actually at that time the Denver Post and, um, and then a few years ago they decided that it didn't fit their portfolio anymore and that's when Ventures Endurance said, hey, this looks great, let's put it in ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it has traditionally been a ride that just rides around Colorado Um, in the Rocky Mountains with goals of showing beautiful scenery, unique places, mountain passes, um, and just to familiarize people with what is beautiful Colorado. And
1: I'll speak for AP on this one, but we were lucky enough to be part of Ride the Rockies and got to ride our bicycles. What was it, AP? Maybe 18 miles of Ride the Rockies?
0: And it was on the flat part. (laughs) <laughs> I know it was. So but we didn't
1: it, really, we got to see the Rockies, but we didn't get to ride them.
0: But it was extremely beautiful and an uh, unforgettable experience. Yes, yes. Okay, so Sabra, with that, we this year you had your first ride the Rockies, and so you have one under your belt. What surprised you about your first year uh, running Ride the Rockies?
3: Oh, that's a really tough question. There were definitely a lot of surprises. Um I think the weather, the consistent unrelenting mm. rain, um that's just not Colorado. Um and and it's still raining. I mean, by this time of the year when you look out into the mountains, it's generally pretty brown and we are still very very mm. green. So I think the rain um, and the coolness of the weather was probably the biggest surprise. You expect one or two days, but not every single day.
0: And I remember, I don't know, Murphy, if you remember this, but when we went to Granby Ranch on the ride this year, it was an explosion of wildflowers, and apparently it's not usually like that, but it was just uh, jaw-dropping.
1: I believe we hiked up to the top of some little bluff, and I did a little segment from Sound of Music in the flowers. Which may or may beautiful. not be documented on Instagram, but
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we need so to post
3: that. <laughs> actually... I think we're reposting it. Yeah, reposting. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's fine. That. Uh,
0: okay, so let's piggyback off of that question. Um, so that was my favorite ride memory from this year. Um, let's. Sabra and ann I want to know what your favorite thing was about Ride the Rockies 2023. What what stands out in your mind as something
3: really awesome and unforgettable from the ride? Um, I'll start. And, you know, even though it was sort of probably not what most ride directors would call ideal, I think my favorite day or favorite memory from the ride was just the whole... Contingency plan, contingency the way that process went through after we couldn't ride Trail Ridge Road due to a blizzard. Um, The riders were just fantastic. They were also very understanding. They rode into Nederland. They had a good time and the shuttle buses moved out very efficiently and the crew worked amazingly to make sure that all the bikes and everything were available the next day when people woke up and were ready to ride again so i think my favorite memory was just the entire cooperation and teamwork from everybody crew staff and uh, participants that day
2: yeah and and i think the communities right so we show up in netherland unexpectedly right we're not in the sense that they they knew we might be there because of the detour but They're not, that's not our plan A. So the fact that that community could rally and host us in the way that they hosted us that day was pretty amazing. And I think, you know, from the perspective of my seat, which is seeing a lot of different rides and, and working with a lot of different communities, that was really special to see that we, you know, we were rallying with them. Um, and we were working with them, and a lot of those local businesses obviously uh, profited um, greatly just from the communal aspect of that, um, and just having us around that day. So that was really cool. Yeah, that's. A
3: um, I think very good point. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I think the other thing I would add is, you know, coming from Iowa, and we talk a lot about, you know, Iowa's not flat, but the fact that you can come into the landscape that is ride the Rockies, and that's what makes it so special, and I think has made it sustain and, and have a legacy as a ride out in Colorado. Um, just, you know, my Midwestern background coming out and being able to like, you know, turn left and then all of a sudden it's the expansive Rockies right in front of you. Um, it makes your job really cool, right? So I remember year one being in Breckenridge just taking pictures going, I can't believe that this is my actual job, that people are paying me to be here and I get to work to do this. So I think that's the biggest thing is just seeing the experience that just the the state um, and the Rockies provide uh, the riders. um, And I think that's really cool.
0: And
1: and I'll uh, piggyback on to tell you my favorite part i just when you look at ride the rockies it's a multi-day event i think it's five or six is it six days yeah six days plus a prologue so it's six days of riding your bike so it's similar in that aspect to Ragbri, but like ann said the views are just like explosive where you come around a corner and you're like oh my gosh now i have to climb 4,000 feet, (laughs) and it's all in one shot, you know, and you're just, the whole time you're riding, it's beautiful, beautiful scenery, mountains, lakes. Um, The towns that we went through were so beautiful, you know, tiny towns and big towns and um, mountain towns. So all of that was so cool. And then um, the riders were like really fun to be in the mix with, um, because most of them are pretty serious riders, in that like Sabra taught me this. Maybe it was a couple of years back, that most riders want to you know get to the top of whatever climb they have to get over before the weather comes in. So it's not like Ragbri where you go ten miles and then you maybe have a beer and listen to some music. Um, Ride the Rockies riders are like, all right, I got to get through this climb, then get back you know down go to the next camping place, and then maybe have a beer and listen to music. So there's similarities to Rag bri but it's just such a unique experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I had the pleasure of shuttling people on when we were in Central City from campground to the downtown area. And it it, it is a healthy mix of endurance athletes or, or serious cyclists, but also with that laid back kind of free attitude of mm-hmm. of what cycling is all about. And I think it just mixes that together in such a nice way. Um, And it was, you know, I'll go back, I'll I'll maybe edit my favorite memory, but shuttling people that day. um, You know, I just got to meet and talk to people and I did a lot of round trips, so I got to bring them into town and then I got to take them out after they had some fun. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then fast forward to Coralville on RAGBRAI and some of my shuttle partners show up at the campground Um, And I got to reconnect with them. So even the crossover of riders between the two and just building relationships with people in two different states um, has been really fun and enjoyable. But that that shuttle day was was pretty great because you could get you had some dedicated time to talk to them about their experience and and what they were feeling. And it was kind of real time feedback, but also real time just joy and what they were what they were able to experience on their bicycles, which was really cool.
1: Yeah, and we'll put in the show notes um, the previous episodes that we've done on Ride the Rockies because it will give you, the listener, a really good perspective on what exactly Ride the Rockies is all about as far as the experience for riders and um, also you know Sabra's previous experience too.
0: Okay, so between Ride the Rockies and now, we sent out a rider survey to each and every one of the Ride the Rockies cyclists and just to kind of get a feel for their impression of the ride, their experience of the ride, um, what they enjoyed and what we could do better for next year. So, so let's jump into those survey results and um, let's dig in.
2: Yeah, I, I think I'll start. So, you know, my perspective is no event, especially event of this magnitude where you're, you're traveling across multiple cities or across multiple days, uh, there's a lot of complexity logistically to putting that on. So we know that there, there's always going to be opportunity to be better. And I think this year, we knew that as we were moving across the across the mountains. So seeing the results, I think one thing we're looking at is, you know, are they're there are reoccurring comments that, you know, are actionable for us and that uh, we need to make changes on. And I think for sure, Um, Looking at 2022 survey results, looking at 2023 survey results, there's absolutely some standouts for us. And I think that's, you know, as we traveled across this uh, across the mountains and we would come in to finish, uh, we were really spread out as a as a community, as a headquarters, as a camping location. And that made uh, riders experience tough, right? Because then they had to think. So we put them out on the mountains. We made them climb, <laughs> made them really work for it. And then we br- brought them into the city. And then we didn't let let it just be easy for them. Um, and we heard that over and over again. We heard it while we were on the ride. Um, and so I think you know Saber can speak to what you know what she's really been focused on since the ride ended to make sure that that doesn't happen and that we're doing everything we can that when the riders get into those towns. Uh, we're taking all of the thinking away for them and they can just experience and relax and and really have a world-class experience. So I think that's one of them. And then I think you know, communication, I think making sure that we are out of the gate with communication on uh, what the route looks like, what the expectations of the route are, where things are located. Um, We had the opportunity last week to bring the entire team together in Iowa and talk through the survey results for all of our events. Um, And that's the number one takeaway for us is communication. So not just, you know, it is it's internal too with each other. And then it's external with the with the riders and and the fans of these rides to know exactly what is happening and what we're planning. Um, It's they want to be a part of it, not just from how do I get to the ride to what happens when I'm on the ride, but they want to see us planning. It's exciting to see get a sneak peek of those towns ahead of time. That's why Mm -hmm. pre-ride for RAGBRAI is, you know, such a big deal. And I think, you know, there are a lot of things best practice wise that we do really well for Ragbri that, and then also that we do really well for Ride the Rockies that we just need to be able, um, to share those things with riders and make sure that they're, um, understanding what the plans look like, not just from a planning their vacation, but from an excitement level. I think they just want to be a part of it. Um, and so I think the the two big takeaways for me when I'm reading that is we've got to be better about communication um, with the riders, and we've got to be better about how we lay out those um, those towns, those host communities when they get in, and, and making sure those communities are really invested in the experience of the riders.
1: And, and before before Sabra, you answer the question, I just want to I love, Anne, how you talk about it as taking the thinking out of the, you know, um, the experience because it's so right. You're so right. After a long bike ride, especially over mountains, the last thing you want to do is think, you just want to like, where's the shower? Where's my tent? Where's (laughs) food? Like I love it.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yep. Go ahead, Sabra. Um, yeah. So, you know, sort of, Adding on to what Anne had to say, we definitely had some tough locations this year, um, and so that was, you know, that made it hard for everybody, and I fully agree, and I've fully heard that, because, you know, from a writer's perspective, we want it easy, from a crew staff perspective, we want it easy, And um, and things just weren't easy. But we you know, we worked and tried to make things as exciting as we could with with the situations that we had. Um, But on top of that, um, I think that, you know, in all of my experience as a ride director, I'm used to a group of participants that shows up rides the ride, never asks questions, doesn't want to be engaged. And I learned the big lesson this year that the Ride the Rockies riders are a community. And I wasn't prepared for that. And for that, I apologize. Um, And so as a community, they do want a lot more communication. They want to be a part of things. They want to know, you know, what they can be excited about, what they need to be prepared for. Um, what they're going to eat tomorrow night or tonight or, and that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, that's a hard lesson that I have learned that I I need to be a lot more transparent with the writers and a lot more just let's all get involved. You know, I'd love to hear your comments, good, bad, maybe not ugly, um, but good and bad. And, and what am I not telling you? What am I not doing for you? you know, there are certain things that I will hold the line on. I don't like to release routes until I know that everything is good and permitted with the communities. Um, and we, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are people that would like to see the routes printed right with GPS and available the day after the route announcement and, and, um, You know, that kind of thing I just don't like to do because of safety reasons and a whole lot of reasons that would be a whole nother podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you know, what we're planning with the towns and all of that, I just need to be better about sharing that kind of thing. And I learned that that was my big lesson from this year and from the uh, survey, as well as everything Anne said.
2: Yeah. And I'll jump back in because I think that's one of the things that makes this job so rewarding is that they are communities and we talk a lot about the community and the community community is a broad term, right? Mm -hmm. It's the community of riders. It's the community that's hosting the ride for the riders. So that's the towns, that's the full-time staff, and that's the crew. We have an incredible crew across two States that are as invested in this ride as the full-time staff, as the riders, and I think that's what makes these two rides so unique, and what makes Ride the Rockies so sustainable is that that community is what drives it. And if everyone is moving in the same direction, they want the same thing for this ride. And I think that's where um, we feel that as a team, as we're planning, and that's you know that's the basis for decisions that we're making. Is you know you don't want to let that community down because they are they're asking you know they're asking you to produce this incredible experience for them and they are as invested as you are and mm-hmm. uh, what that looks like and so all that really means is they just want us to tell them what we're planning it's it's coming from an excitement um and that's the the cool thing about a ride the rockies or a ride these multi-day rides where you can really you know meet people and and develop relationships with riders um that you can't maybe do on a on a one-day ride or or a two-day ride so I think that's the part that's really cool for us as we're planning, as we know that this community is so dedicated to what we're doing and they want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think after
0: 37 years, there's writers who are very invested in this and Mm -hmm. it's really cool uh, to hear from them and to get their feedback. I mean, you know, it does make our job easier when they all agree (laughs) good (laughs) or bad, you know? So like (laughs) it's helpful and it's so valuable to hear from these people because I've done other events where you finish the event and you hear crickets And you're like well so was that good or bad yeah you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's awesome to hear from the writers and it's awesome to hear their feedback and the communities and our partners in running these events so
2: yeah don't underestimate the good feedback just don't as a (laughs) as someone so yeah (laughs) we
1: love it so so based on you know the survey results you know you've made it clear that you want to be better at communicating and um do you have anything specific that you already know you're going to make changes for in the future? Like, is it going to be, um, you know, more social media presence, more emails, more, like, have you thought that through yet?
0: Well, I think more social media, for sure. Just <laughs> just right off the bat. Because <laughs> that's my job. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> so um, most definitely, yeah. In fact, my first comment is, how long is this podcast? Because if I listed everything, we might be here a while. Um, but, um, yeah, the you know, I, I plan a lot of changes for 2024. Obviously the camping, you know, one of my requirements as I go into towns is, can we all be together? If we can't be all together, I need to find a new town. Um, the routes need to be longer. Um, you know, and I kind of, I mean, that was pretty obvious after day one when the riders beat all of the infrastructure to Estes park. Um, because, you know, we need time, too. So while you're out riding, you're, you're riding and on your bike and having a good time, we have a whole army. We're trying to move to get up there to be ready for the participants. And mm-hmm. um, mountain roads are a little different. So sometimes we have to follow the riders. And if we have to follow the riders, that means it takes us 30 minutes longer or maybe even an hour longer to get somewhere. Um, and when, you know, some of the writers can be done in three hours, that doesn't give us a lot of time. So that's a definite, you know, um, and I think the other thing that I heard a lot that I'm definitely working with is more community involvement. People love the community meals. They love the communities coming out to, talk with the writers and stuff. And we just weren't in the right communities for that this year in a lot of cases or the weather didn't allow it. So, you know, between the two, it's hard to say what was real and what was just, Oh my God, I need to get in my tent because I'm tired of being wet, you know? So, um, so yeah, so those are, I think my three biggest takeaways and then, um, or maybe that was four, but um, yeah, we're, you know, I'm, and then, Entertainment. I, I because of the shorter routes, I went heavy on entertainment this year, thinking people need something to do. And I think that you know, people just need really good weather, and they want to sit around and talk with their friends. And so we're gonna, you know, try and make it so that even in bad weather, we have good situations where people can just get together and enjoy each other.
1: Mm-hmm. It. I. I'm. I'm telling you. You know, my. I've been to Colorado many, many times, and I think most people, when you say Colorado, they, of course, think of mountains, and they think of skiing, but going to Colorado in June is becoming one of my favorite things to do, because it's so beautiful. You know, sometimes you're in shorts. Sometimes you're in your uh, puffy jacket. Sometimes it's flurrying. You know, like you said, Sabra, a lot of times it's raining, but that's, it's just an amazing time, and um I hope that you have great plans in the works for 2024. Tell me you do.
3: <laughs> well, we have the dates, um, and we have and we have the routes. We're working with the cities now, and as long as everybody approves and they all, you know, meet the right criteria, which they should, um, we should be in really good shape.
0: We have a whole slate of information okay. coming out for you. Listeners and writers, we're going to have a route announcement. We're going to have registration coming up. We're going to have our dates for the ride. We're going to have the routes, but it's all still being finalized.
2: I think that comes back to one of the one of the things that we talked as a team about is when we do come out with information, making sure it's um, it's accurate, it's the right information, it's on point, um, and that we have everything available to you that we know at that time. So we're we're pretty protective of that now because um, we don't we don't want to move the goalpost on anyone. We want to make sure you have the right the right information. So that's kind of a that's a kind of a pact we made as a team. So you'll get a lot of information when the information comes out for sure.
1: So we get to look forward to you know finding out the dates, finding out the communities we'll be going through, all of that good stuff. And you mentioned there'll be a route announcement. Of some sort, whether it's an in person party or if it's online, um, all of that
2: good stuff. Yeah. Correct? And you don't have to wait very long.
1: Um, Sabra, one question uh, I've noticed uh, just, you know, in being on social media um, that I think is a little bit different than here in Iowa is, you know, people, I'm just thinking of the last couple years where riders like really were passionate about wanting to know the exact route and the exact communities they would be going through. And they weren't able to find out immediately or as quickly as they wanted to. And I think it goes back to, um, I, I don't know if I'm saying it the right word, but permits. Will you maybe just give us a brief understanding of what that means? Does that mean that in order for us to go on specific roads, we have to get
3: approval? Um, permitting in Colorado is a bit of a challenge Um, as most people know we have a lot of events in this state and so um, many communities have you know already basically put in um, amendments or laws to their community I don't even know what the terms would be but um, where they can only do two large events a month or every other weekend or different things and because Ride the Rockies does not sit on a permanent calendar for any community they have Mm -hmm. to do special exemptions to allow us to come in and do our rides if we're one of those communities and so it's not, you know, you think it's easy. You just call them and say, hey, we we'll are ride the Rockies. We want to do this. But they say, no, I've got to talk to town council. I've got to talk to city council. I've got to talk to the mm-hmm. county. Mm-hmm. We all have to make sure that we're okay with you coming in with that many cyclists on that day. Um, so, yeah, it's we're a little bit more. Um, we're not the Wild West we used to be. Let's just put it that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it but it makes for good organization for those communities. So they know you're going to be there. Um, you know, everyone, that's back to the communication. Everybody knows what's happening um, when you do it that way, I guess.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and we did have a few of those issues this year. And in, you know, in hindsight, I feel like we probably should have been a little more transparent in our communicating why we were sort of holding things close to the vest. But again, um, that's my learning experience. I mean, I, I, this community is, is willing to get behind you as long as they know why they need to get behind you. And
0: okay. So beyond the permits, beyond what we've already talked about, what makes, what makes ride the Rockies truly special? Why has it stood the test of time? I mean, a lot of other events that are similar have kind of fallen by the wayside and ride the Rockies has just really stood the test of time. And I know why I think it's really special, but I'd like to hear what you think.
3: Um, I think, I mean, obviously it's, it's the scenery makes it really special. I think as we've discussed, the community is a big part of it. Um, but we do have a lot of riders that, you know, it's a bucket list thing. They do it once and they move on to the next bucket list. And I think the knowing that you can come to Colorado, you can ride with people, you have everything arranged for you. Um, and, and you can do a tough ride um, and know that you're going to have support. I think that takes a lot of the fear out of it for people who've always wanted to ride Colorado, but they're just not um, they're just not confident. You know, I have a mm. good friend that really wants to ride the Colorado Trail, which is a mountain bike, so it's a different relation. But and he, if there was an organized ride that took people on the Colorado Trail, he'd be on it in a heartbeat. But because he has to, it's a kind of a loner thing. Um, he's, you know, he, he, it's, he, he wants to do it so bad, but he just isn't quite ready to commit to going out on his own. So I think that's part of it. And, um, just, you know, getting to know some of these communities that you might not ever go to because everybody knows, you know, the sites you see when you come to Colorado, but there's other little communities Mm -hmm. out there that are just amazing that, they might not have even heard of until this ride. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. unless you're a local, I think there's, there's so many components to it that, but I think those are the ones that come to mind first.
2: You know, I, I think just, you know, not having the the benefit of living in Colorado and coming from a different state, I think you nailed it right out of the gate, which is, it is breathtaking. It is, it is a destination for people, whether they're on their bikes or not on their bikes um, from all over the world. And to be able to create an experience of seeing that, but then get to, getting to mm-hmm. see it from your bicycle on roads that aren't, you know, typically traveled or m- might not feel as you know, safe to travel if you were just doing it by yourself or we are creating that um, environment for people to feel comfortable doing it. But I think the Rockies and the community, we are holding a space and time for people, um, over six days, which is a long time to get to know people, a long time to get to experience something. We talk a lot about the bride bubble. Um, there is a Ride the Rockies bubble, too. And I think that experience for people um, is something that they can't get. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And then if you're lucky enough to be able to do that year over year um, and come back to that experience, uh, I think it is, it is truly, and especially because the landscape changes and the route changes, you get to experience something new every year. Mm. And I think... The backdrop to all of that is the community. And again, that broad term of community of, you know, there are so many riders that have so m- like such strong relationships with our crew members that have been doing it for a long time, that have such strong relationships with each other. Um, and then those towns that really want to host and really want to be a part of something special. It is truly special.
3: It is. And I think, you know, another thing is on any single day, you can see five different you know, they talk about how in some states it's just like, just hold your breath, the weather will change. Well, that's Colorado too. But, but in any day on any ride, you might go through terrain that changes three or four times. You know, you might start in a flat and then go through a canyon and then you're climbing in the next vista is this huge mountain range and, and then you're descending into, you know, a, a forest or an aspen grove or something like that, and so it's it's really unique from that standpoint, too, because there's very few days that you would get on your bike and ride 60 miles and look at the same sort of flat prairie or um, that sort of thing, and I think that really makes it unique, too. It happens to me every time I go drive these routes, and I'm like, oh, well, this is interesting. Oh, my God, where did that come from? Oh, wow, look at that view, you know, and, and, and then the history. We have, um, you know, so many different you know you think about lookout mountain with um, buffalo bill's grave and you think about just all the different history that's out here that smacks you in the face constantly you know every road you ride on there's at least 14 historical markers that you can stop and take in
0: i always feel like i'm taking a wild west tour every time i go out to colorado it's really awesome i feel like i should bring my spurs and my hat wait do you have spurs and a hat? do you have spurs yeah. i do not yeah. <laughs> i have a hat
1: <laughs> um and you know everything that sabra said and adding to that seeing all those views and the history and the the mark or historical markers via bicycle is just like epic in itself because you're cruising up a mountain, maybe going, you know, six, seven, eight miles an hour. You have plenty of time to think and look around.
0: Yeah, I was thinking I want to give a shout out to all those Ride the Rockies riders who take on those mountains without fear. I mean, there will be times where Murph and I are doing social media halfway up a mountain, and then we wait for 20 minutes, and we slowly yes. pass the riders and go up to the top to get more social, and we'll see those same riders just chugging along, and it is so impressive. It's truly impressive, and I hope they feel the payoff that I imagine for them, where they then get to see the the top of the mountain and roll down. So.
3: And I think that every time you see them, no matter how hard that climb is, they've got a huge smile. Well, on their it's face.
0: probably because I'm clapping and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> With her spurs and hat on. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting spurs for 2024. Now I have to. Somebody get but-
1: somebody get AP some spurs before we go to Colorado next year.
0: We're going to put parrots on them
2: on we'll Brandon.
0: This is definitely where I saw the conversation going. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, I agree with all of you and I just want to say really quick, I think ride the Rockies is also special in that you get to see so much of the state. You get to have six full days of riding through the mountains and getting to be in the mountains and seeing them at faster or slower rates, but always slower than you would in a car. So you get to really absorb what you're riding past. You get to really feel the air and the terrain and you get to know the mountains in a way that you wouldn't in a car or more of it than you would say on a ski trip. So I think it's really special in um the way that you get to really be a part of Colorado.
3: Yeah, so. agreed. And with I was going to say and you know maybe a little teaser for 2024 but while I was surveying the route I Got to be in the middle of a cattle drive speaking of hat and spurs there were cowboys
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that is awesome oh, that's so
3: awesome a <laughs> yeehaw
1: okay so knowing you know 37 successful years of ride the rocky and of course we're gonna keep going but like what how how does the ride grow from here in your opinion sabra um
3: i think that there's quite a few things. Um, you know, as we look at dates, can we make it convenient for people who want to join us for just a long weekend? And are we offering something that's interesting for them for that? And are we making it easy for them to get to us? And I don't know what that means right now, but it, that will be one of the things that we look Mm -hmm. at as we try and grow the event. I think Mm -hmm. adding, um, in the same sense that rag ride does it adding the ability to ride some gravel, but you don't have to, but you know, if you want to, you can, I think that's going to be a big part of it. Um, and I think, um, you know, working with our teams and, and other partners and stuff to to really get the word out there and, and, you know, Seeing what they'd like to see that to change to help them bring in some new people, because we do have a lot of really good teams and some very good um, foundations that, you know, do like to use Ride the Rockies as one Mm -hmm. of their sort of high points for the year and for their Mm -hmm. fundraising. And so working closely with them to see what, you know, what their thoughts might be moving forward that would help them bring you know build their foundation build their membership and build their community i think is really i'm important.
1: so excited to hear you know the routes the dates to get fired up for uh, next year for this ride the rockies
0: yeah okay so before we wrap it up today is there anything else you'd like to share with the riders or um with the people who are listening to the podcast today
3: Well, we've talked a lot about the participants and we've mentioned the staff and crew a few times, but I do think that, you know, we have a fantastic, dedicated, long before I joined on, crew that we could not do this without. And um, and I don't know that, you know, with all of the things and the newness of most of the staff on the event this year, uh, at least the local Colorado staff, I don't think we gave them enough credit for helping us to make this year's extremely challenging event a success. So um, I think that, you know, they need a big shout out. I've already requested some special things for them for 2024. Now I've put you on the spot, Anne. Um, And so, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) awesome. And so, um, yeah, I think that, you know, that's the one thing is that, and somebody mentioned a little bit earlier about, Um, this crew has been around a long time. A lot of the riders know the crew and, you know, even last night I was at a bike function and somebody came up and said, yeah, I rode into Estes park. And the first person I saw was actually the person who drove (laughs) me all this year. And he and I've been friends forever. We've done this event forever. And it's like, I'm in a random shopping mall, you know, in Colorado. And, um, and so that kind, of thing's, that kind of thing comes up a lot. It's really hard in the bike community for someone not to give me a story like that about one of the members of our crew and how important that person has been to them over yep. the years.
2: I think, you know, just to piggyback off of that, what I'll say is, you know, we're talking about be, being better at communication. One of the things I would just say is we'd love to hear from people throughout the year. So if there's feedback, uh, things you want to see – with the ride uh, even if it's going back to basics um, things that you've seen before uh, we'd love to hear from you so however you can reach out to us whether that's through social media or through info at Ride the Rockies or directly to Sabra um, we are really open to your suggestions um, and listening so I would just say at the same time that we want to be more communicative with you please know that we're open to you reaching out to us and being communicative with us about what you're looking for and what you want to see. Because I think as we look at the future of what this ride is, we have to evolve and grow with our riders and what they want, uh, as well as our communities uh, that are hosting. So it's really important that we have open discussion with our riders around what they what they like and what they don't like, and then what they're seeing at other events, and what they, what they want to see on Ride the Rockies.
1: So for example, if somebody really, really wants to get in their swag bags, spurs to ride their bike mm-hmm. all across <laughs> yeah the
2: rockies yeah is that that's that's probably a party of one <laughs> yeah. but uh, which is much more manageable <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. oh gosh christmas can't come soon enough
1: <laughs> well ladies it has been a joy talking to both of you about ride the rockies and about uh, where we can take this ride into the future. And thank you so much to both of you for coming on the podcast.
2: Thanks for having
3: us. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, um, I just want to say that, you know, while we're joking and having a good time, um, we're also very serious about this ride. So Murph and AP, I love your sense of humor. It's a pleasure to chat with you ladies and, um, and underneath it all is very serious. Event that we are going to throw for everybody next year.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, and I can't wait to talk to you again down the road when we have some more details to share. Yes.
1: Well, listeners, that is it for this
0: week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike Podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at JustGoBike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast,
1: especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast
0: for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just go bike.